Welcome to the Custom Apparel Startups Podcast, your best source for information, news, tips, and tricks to get you off the ground running and earn success with your custom apparel decorating business. So get ready to soak up some knowledge. Now, here are your hosts, Mark and Mark. Hey everyone, and welcome to a Custom Apparel Startups Podcast. My name is Mark Stevenson from Cold Essie. And this is Mark Vila from Coleman and Company, and we're doing episode 90 today. Yeah. And uh, it's our last episode, actually. Yeah, 90, because, yeah. I mean, honestly, if you're 90, it's time to retire. Yeah, so. Um, Warren Buffett. Actually, you know, no, it's not our last episode. No. I'm sorry for anybody who just got upset or your stomach dropped. That This was the, do you, think, the end. do you think that's true? Yeah. Do you think that actually yeah. happened? Yeah, I think there's thousands. thousands I think there's four. I think there's um, <laughs> but uh, no, we are excited to hit episode 90. We were just talking about before this kind of what the future of the studio might look like. Oh yeah. So um, it'll be fun. Maybe we'll chat about it in a bit, but for now let's tell the title because this is when we should be doing hashtag it. foosball table. <laughs> just think about that. Um, episode 90 and it's uh, your cricket based business. So the next steps and this really has to do if you own a cricket, a silhouette, um, a hobby-based machine yes. that's designed for hobby. This is also true for, uh, it could be even embroidery. Uh, you have a hobby embroidery You've got a home, home sewing machine yeah. or something like that. And uh, what are your next steps to actually make some money and turn this into a business? And if you're already a business, um, I think this is still a great episode for you because yes. we're talking about basic steps of going from of starting a business, you should listen to these because if you missed one of them and you're already a business, and there, we're gonna help you out. Honestly, there's a there's a good percentage that you have because yeah. we, you know we get tons of feedback. And really, the the reason that we're doing this particular and kind of specific topic is because there there's so many of you out there that you know have a passion for creating, and you're doing scrapbooking, or you're doing shirts for yourself or for your kids, and you see the potential. Um, so you find us, you know, you find the podcast or the Facebook group or the coldessie.com or colemanandcompany.com website that's related to that kind of thing. And, and you're anxious to take the next step. Mm-hmm. And we see those questions on Facebook all the time. Um, and a lot of you on, on the Facebook group in particular are in business, but not, but are not in business officially. Yep. You know, yep. it's like you're, uh, you know, you're hiding from the feds for some reason. <laughs> well, you really don't know. There. Yeah. That's the problem is you don't even realize that um, where you are, you know, it's almost like uh, it's, we're in Florida here. So we yeah. go to the ocean and what happens when you go to the ocean, if you, if you like to brave into the water, you go out there and you're walking along, you know, and you're kind of just, and the water stays kind of low here where we are. Yep. So you can walk really far out and it'll still be up to your waist. Okay. Next thing you know, you turn around and where you're sitting seems barely visible away because you're moving with the tide. You're moving straight. You're, you've okay. been walking, not okay. paying attention. And now you're there. Yeah. And it's like, now what do, now what do, now I what do? you do? <laughs> and that's kind of where you end up with when you start, you start this business. You've got a hobby type of machine yeah. and you start making some shirts for some friends. You find, you know, maybe you start a little store online or you start sharing on Facebook. Now, all of a sudden you're staying up till two o'clock in the morning, man. That's, that's and, the way it happens too. Yeah. And that's really the way it happens. So we're going to, we're going to kind of rewind you, get you back to the beach so you can make a safe journey out. Yeah. Um, and that's good. that was a good here. surprise analogy, yeah, by the thanks. way. I like that. I, I was always like trying to, it, you know what? They just happen. Normally you they would say happen. something like if you've got your cry cut and you're in a biker bar, mm-hmm. you know, and you see a girl, <laughs> you want to make her a shirt. Yes. Yeah. That, that's actually, that's you've a done story. That. It's you've a lot of stories. That's a true story. <laughs> so, um, well, 
let's go ahead and actually get into it a little bit. Speaking about the studio, though, yes. what I was saying was we need to do like a love seat, yeah, and a and a, and a chair, okay, plush type of a chair. Because I want to, I want to like sit we, back. I t I'll tell you what, I can guarantee one thing: we're yeah. not going to share the love seat. No, no, no we're gonna have guests though, and I'll share the love seat with the guests. Okay, so. good. That's and great. then I want the microphones on the wall, okay, so, can, so you can pull them out from the wall. And then um, you mentioned a wet bar. Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. Cool. So we're good. Now. I mean, we would never do that. If you have any ideas, uh, oh, please yeah, send them please. in. Definitely. <laughs> uh, to Mark Stevenson. <laughs> so uh, let's let's go ahead and get right into it then. Whatever the setup of this is going to be is we're going to talk about um, what are the steps, kind of one through ten, do all of these, you have to do all of them, and then at the end we're going to tell a little story to kind of wrap it up so you can really understand why these steps are important. Yeah, so by the end of the podcast you should have a clear idea if you've got a silhouette or a cameo or something like that in your house or, or a consumer uh, embroidery or sewing machine, you want to get into business, you should have an idea of what you're going to do next, hopefully over the next 30, 60, or 90 days, yeah. in order to uh, really kind of go pro. Yeah. Okay. We talked about this first one um, a little bit before the show. Uh, what's the first thing that, that you can do uh, that will make you kind of feel like a business? Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. like, this is the demarcation point. Like Mark said. Yeah. Like, when do you know that you're getting too far out? Like, yeah. what's that? What's that marker? And so the first thing is to actually, literally, make it a business. That means you register with your state. Yes. You get your certificate to resell items. You have the ability to collect income. Uh, not income tax. Sales tax. Yep. You get you a know, you get a things. you get a business license from your county or you, your state. Whatever if it's required. it is. Yeah. Whatever it is. Get legal. Get legal. This right. way, when you're accepting money for goods traded, you're doing it, it You're doing it in a legal way. And that's really the first step. Right. Too often, and we see it all the time here, is folks end up with equipment and orders and all of this stuff, and then they're not even set up as a business yet. They don't have a business checking account. Right. Uh, you're doing everything. Just It doesn't cost a lot of money, and it doesn't take that much work. Yeah. So what you want to do is... Um, First of all, just kind of visit, just visit your state website, and there's probably an area. Hopefully, yeah. you have a good state website, and it might be simple enough. Yeah, and and if not, we actually had somebody from the um, Small Business Administration um, on the podcast last year. Uh, we'll link to the episode in the show notes. Yep. So uh, that there's a whole list of resources that you can go through. The government is willing to help, and the idea here is for you to get legal for a couple of reasons. First of all, I mean, just don't be, don't be afraid of it. Yeah. Okay. Because uh, it's not hugely expensive. There's a little bit of paperwork involved, but there are tons of people that are around to help you, and it'll it'll make a difference. You know, you'll feel. You know, it's not going to be like you're selling t-shirts out of the trunk of your car. Yeah. And you can only mm -hmm. accept cash. You know, you're not hiding from the local authorities. You don't close the garage door every time the inspector <laughs> drives by. You know, yeah. I, I get legal. And and it's really it's just it's really just a good idea for you when you think about, you know, being legal in the long run because what you're going to do is you're going to want to um, purchase from a, from a place where you can buy wholesale garments, you know, then we're going a little bit ahead. Yeah. But you're going to want to be able to do things that somebody is going to say, are you a business? Yeah. Give me your business license. Yeah. Uh, and, your reseller certificate. Yeah. You're going to want to uh, accept credit cards in a certain way or not. And it, 
doing that, if you're just taking PayPal payments or Cash yeah. App or something like that, it's gonna you're gonna want to do it a little bit more professional over time, and it's all gonna build upon having that business license. Yep. And um, really, the biggest risk is in the end after you set it up and pay the fees and then and all in the end if you decide in 12 months to close that thing down you're really risked a couple hundred bucks yeah not, not a lot of money i mean that's on the high end um, and if you really need help with it a little bit more of an investment is you probably know somebody who can refer to you to an attorney who kind of does that stuff yeah. and really it's simple work for them so it'd probably be a couple hundred bucks to pay somebody to, to take care do of all of it for you. So yeah. do it yourself or a couple hundred bucks. You can do it all of it for you. And there's also websites like, um, I was thinking of legal zoom. Yeah. You know, there's websites out there and I know there's, there's a ton of them. Yeah. So the, uh, the moral of the story is get legal. Even if you are already, if you're an existing business, you've been in business for, uh, for three or four years because I actually saw that on the Facebook mm -hmm. group the other day. Um, and you're still, you know, looking for sources that you can buy from that don't require a resale certificate. Yeah. Okay, don't stop. Just yeah, stop just that. do it. Just do it. Just do it. It's and it's gonna make your real business, it's gonna make you feel good. Yep. And there's gonna be paperwork involved and, and all these things. But in the long run, if you're serious about it, yeah. that's the first step. And you can always call Mark Vila. He'll he'll yeah. actually get on three-way calls and yeah, and I'll just do it and for do you. it for you. Um uh, meaning I will take your money and then hire an attorney and just have them do it. There you go. And then <laughs> okay, and that brings us to number two, which uh, is kind of a demarcation point for some for having a business license. Yeah. Okay. So the usually the first thing that you run into if you are not a business is when you go to look for blank shirts. Let's say you get that first big mm -hmm. order mark and you um, you get an order for sixty shirts and you need them in three different sizes. You can no longer go to Walmart. Yeah. And buy these. Yeah. That's that's the issue. It's because right now, and I, if you're listening to this. You have to have experienced this because you're in that pace. It's where you need to get, you have a little order you're doing. It's for say, you know, uh, two brother, brother and sister, brother and sister, two little families, four. Yeah. So you need two size fives and two size sevens in gray. And you've gone to four Walmarts now yeah. to get all or, four. Wait, wait, or targets. We, or have, target. some, we no, have fancy you, customers. Yeah, you've gone to Target, Walmart. You've gone, you stopped by like a TJ Maxx or something like yes. that. You've made, you've spent your entire morning shopping around to get four or six or eight shirts. Yeah. Massive waste of time and waste of money because you paid tax on those goods that you don't get back from this yep. date. Um, you could have ordered them all and gotten them basically the next day for cheaper, even with the shipping costs. Yes. And, four and, and here's the other thing. So if that's the way you're doing business right now, you know, a couple things you'll never be able to find those same shirts again. Yeah. Right, they're gonna bring them in for closeout or it's a brand that, that the retailer discontinued or something. Um, they'll probably have somebody else's logo on them somewhere. You know, it could be a logo shirt. Um, you know, you don't have any experience in actually heat pressing stuff onto these garments. So you're gonna get variable results. Yep. You know, you may decide on a different brand you've never worked with before and who knew it had 20% acrylic in it so you get a nice box around everything that you heat press. Yeah, on. or just your heat transfer vinyl peels off or washes yeah. off, and you're like, I've done this so many times. Yeah, and it's because of the garment. Nobody thinks about the garment. They go to forums and they're trying to figure out what's up with the material or my heat press, and it's just this shirt that you just randomly found. So yeah. you want to set up 
with actual suppliers right. that supply blanks. There's a ton of them. You're going to link to something in the show notes, you said? Yeah, so, yeah. What we'll do is we'll do a couple things. Okay. So first of all, I want to establish what blanks are. Okay. Okay, and those are, when we talk about blanks, if you're in the custom apparel business, that's usually referring to blank shirts or blank yep. caps. Mm -hmm. That means there's no logos. There's usually a tag on it that you can tear off, put on your own if you want to, but typically it, they're called blanks. So uh, what we'll do is if you are listening to this episode and you're willing to go to the YouTube channel and see mm -hmm. what Mark Vila okay. actually looks like, <laughs> um, I'm going to put a link to a, uh, we, we had somebody scour the universe okay. and create a list of not only of blank suppliers, but ones that do and do not require a reseller certificate. Oh, okay. Just to kind of, you know, back up from everything we've already encouraged people to do. So um, there's, a, there's a, a great list of suppliers on there. There is uh, how to get in touch with them, and there are the requirements for, for signing up. So if you're listening to the podcast, go to YouTube. I'll link to that in our show notes. Watch at least 15 minutes of the video, and then scroll down and click the um, – and click on a link that I'll provide and you can download that list. So you probably go to YouTube and if you haven't been on our channel before, just go in the search box, Custom Apparel Startups, yep. episode 90. Yep, so, so you could go to uh, YouTube, uh, Cold Essie Coleman yep. is the name of the channel that we post on. Um, and if you do episode 90, it'll yeah, show up. And then subscribe and hit the little notification bell too. So you'll be notified when a new episode comes Share up. Share it, ask us questions. Yeah, all that good stuff. Yeah, cool. Well. So you want to find blank suppliers. Here's why you're, you're, it's going to be cheaper. You're going to make more money. Yeah. It's going to be easier to get those items again. Whatever color you want, you're going to be able to get that color. Yeah, and you're going to have more control of the sale because if you're getting that stuff from Walmart, um, and then the next thing you know what's going to happen is somebody's going to bring you a stack of shirts that they bought from Walmart. So you don't get to mark those up at all. Yep. So you'll actually buy these blanks at a great price. You'll be able to mark them up so you make money on the shirt and on the design that you're doing. And the, they're going to go to Walmart and, or Target, right? And you can get a blank T-shirt there of a reasonable quality, yeah. like five bucks. Yeah, you know, like five bucks for you know. I mean, demands. you might pay six or seven because yeah. you know it's the size. Or, or yeah, whatever. or you had a coupon and you got it for three or four. Yeah. But whatever, you're going to be able to buy a similar quality garment for half of that price. Yeah, and then you could charge them the same amount of money, and then really just tell them, I, I just. I can get you whatever color you want, whatever size you want. Don't yeah. go to Walmart. You're going to pay tax. And I know it'll work. You know, but yeah, exactly. Whatever it is. Okay, that's um, good. So you can you can probably save the money and still make money. So that's we talked price. about making it a business and then finding uh, blank suppliers, mm -hmm. real mm -hmm. suppliers. And we told you uh, a great resource and how to get that. The next thing is social pages. Yeah. So it, this is kind of the... This is the next step that's the easiest to do. Okay. Is you want to go on and you want to start with Facebook in this order. You know, Facebook, create a business page. Yeah. So in it's very easy to find, uh, find how to do it. It's really easy to do within Facebook. You typically click on the little triangle in the top corner. Right. And it, Facebook wants you to do that. So you make a page with your business name. It's not your personal page. The other mistake people do is they go and they create a new Facebook account. Yes like a personal account and just name, name it the it business. The business. Um, you don't want to do that. Yeah. For one, um, Facebook doesn't like that. So whether or not your friends had one of those forever, um, you are just, you are one employee on Facebook away from yeah. auditing your account for whatever reason. And then just boom, your business is shut down on Facebook because you're not a person. Facebook pages are for people. Yeah. Okay. Now you have a business page, which is for a business. And yep. you could put apparel. Then you, once you get in there, um, 
Every, if you can put a picture or in a description or fill out something, whatever it is, fill it out. Fill in they all the blanks. That. Fill in all the blanks. And uh, the image on the top and the square image, you've got your main image and your square image, yep. those two. Um, make sure that they're the right size and fit. You know, just Which is enough. easy to find. Yeah. It's never, leave, never leave a spot where you can put a picture blank. Yeah. You know, so if you have a company logo or you don't, if you have a nice image for the background or you don't, pick something. Mm -hmm. uh, it's got it's got to be there. Yep. Because when it shows up on people's feeds or if someone recommends you, you know, if they click the share link, whatever that image is is what's going to show up. Yep. That's why we're so careful. We're constantly going back at uh, Coldesi and Coleman and Company and revising the images. When we share something on Facebook, you might notice it. The first time we share it, it'll be somebody's face off to the side, yeah. and there'll be like three letters over in the corner. The next time we share it, it's gonna be perfect, because we pay very close attention to that. So yeah. you, you've gotta do what Mark said. Fill in all the blanks, make sure you have images up there. Now, how about people right now that are out there that I know are saying, you know, I'm, I'm not on Facebook. No, I'm not on Facebook, just get yeah. on Facebook, all right, first of all, all right? Like this, you don't have to have the cliche thing is, is that I don't want to be on Facebook. I don't want to share all my things to all these people. I don't. Yeah. I don't, yeah. Right, just, okay. Don't do any of that. Right. Okay. Go on there. Put your first name, uh, your your name, and then it's going to ask you. Facebook is going to ask you if you don't have a Facebook, by the way. Right. Um. It's gonna, Facebook is going to ask you, um, what do you want your privacy to be? And just hit max level on everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't search me by name. You can't find me by email. You can't find me by phone number. I promise you that everywhere on the everyone on the internet that cares to spy on you and the government yeah. and all that stuff, they already know your fame. Yeah, phone or number, or address. or you can just <laughs> just relax and fill up. Yeah, just the, the, the other thing that I'll I'll say is after you're over that, um, and that's for the group of people that are really hyper concerned about privacy because mm -hmm. they heard a story about something that happened 10 years ago that didn't actually happen. that didn't happen yeah um, the um, so there are people with concerns about privacy I, I get that but there are also like the the Gen Xers mm -hmm. that you know think that Facebook is just for old people and they live on Instagram yeah or, or you like millennial yeah millennials. millennial you know um, and that's fine I mean it, it Facebook is grew like crazy and now kind of everyone's on it, meaning like eight out of 10, you know, American adults yes. are on it. Um, but there's that 20% that are not and they're rebellious against it. And I'm just going to say, you know, you own a business, you have to be where businesses go. Yes. Um, and it, you should do it. Yeah. So it's equivalent of something like a hundred years ago. Somebody said, I'm not interested in that dang newspaper. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. You got you like the business. You're not open anymore. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're not, not open, open anymore. So you get a Facebook page you don't have to put all your information everywhere you make it all private and then you make a business page yeah and that you should put proper business information um, you can make a business email you know yes. keep it simple if you want you start with a Gmail account or something like that with the business um, name yeah you could start off simple like that and then put that contact information now and then everything's private if you own a business and you're interacting with people and this is what you choose to be you're gonna have to realize that you're not getting, you're no longer completely anonymous. Yeah, you actually want people to find you. Yes. And you this is the step. This is one of the steps. Yeah. You want people to find your business. This is what you're gonna need to do. So um, another thing uh, with the images I was thinking about yeah. was um, you can go to a website like Fiverr. Yeah. And just search Google that, you'll figure it out. Um, you can search Fiverr and you can two R's. If, yeah, two R's. Um, Google will figure that out for yeah. you. Um, but you go there and you can find somebody literally for five or ten bucks 
to make your, hey, my business name is Joanne's T-shirts. Yeah. And they'll just make you the simplest Facebook picture and image that will fit right in there. Yeah. And it'll just be a stock image of a t-shirt and the text. That's and good. That's good enough. I should do that. And yeah, just that's good enough. And yeah. it'll cost you five bucks. It'll be super simple. Um, if you know how to use um, any type of art software, of course, you can just make that yourself. Just keep right. it simple. Don't spend a ton of time or money doing that. You're not there yet. Um, okay. So you do Facebook. Now I think you should do Instagram. That's the second most important. Yes. It's fastest growing. Um, it's really great for t-shirts and the, and this business because yeah. you just snap a picture of what you made or a video of it. And then, boom. that's yeah. pretty much it. Yeah. Um, that's the end of it. And there's lots within that realm of how to maximize these things. But when you have somebody that you meet, and they're just randomly out somewhere and they're saying, oh, do you have an Instagram? Because that's what yes. they like to do. You get to say, yes, yes you I can do. find me on there. And then there, and then they'll follow you and you'll end up in their feed and that they're going to think of you when they think of custom shirts. Even if your content is not the most amazing thing in the world, yeah. they're still going to be thinking. This, this is the category that, it, you know, if you were able to, to open up a, a retail location, like mm -hmm. a, a retail shop, yeah. and you could be on every street in town, mm -hmm you would want to be on every street in town. You know, like if it was the same amount of money, you could be on every street so everyone in town would drive by and see you. That's what it is to have these different accounts. Yeah, Facebook's like your main street. Everybody that's, that's on Facebook, yeah. you want to be able to talk to them. People that are on Instagram, you want to be able to talk to them. Mm -hmm. um, people on that are on Twitter, you want to be able to ignore them. Yeah. Yeah, people that are, and, and uh, Mark was very kind and put LinkedIn down. Yeah. Uh, you probably don't need a LinkedIn account. <laughs> well, so this I is, mean, you can. Yeah. But I put Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn. and LinkedIn. These are the order that I think is important for, Snapchat, um, for people who have money. So I specifically didn't say Snapchat right? Um, because uh, it's kids. Yeah. And you could tell I'm on Snapchat and you could tell just by reading the feed. It's everything is geared towards high school kids. So if yeah, you want to yeah, do, yeah. do it for fun, I don't expect you to make a million bucks. No, but, but like we, we talked about before, I think that you, know, you do as, as many of these things as you as possible. You fill out the profiles properly yep. for each. You make sure that you're monitoring them all, and then maybe you pick one to really participate in. Yep, and that's going to depend on yeah. who you are and who your audience is. Um, LinkedIn might be great if you're doing apparel for all small business owners. Yeah, especially that are people that are on LinkedIn. If you do funny recruiter T-shirts, yeah. So it's a it's good. Yeah, so if you're that's talking to uh, recruiter, if you're selling to recruiters and salespeople and maybe marketers yes. and anybody who sells what they do as a service um, for businesses, that that's who you sell to, mortgage brokers, real, realtors. I'm if right you on. sell to those people, you go on LinkedIn. Um, if you sell to um, the average everyday mom and dad, yes. just regular folks, that's Facebook. So Facebook yeah. is your main street, is kind of your Broadway. Yep. Um, Instagram is kind of your cool downtown. Twitter is like the cool downtown. Yes, like Twitter's like the area of downtown that used to be like a really bad area of town, but it's been revitalized. I, I feel and like there's lots of like cool bars and restaurants there, and that's like where they put there's a lot the first Whole Foods. I feel like Instagram is the um, you know is the white Lexus. Yeah, of the, yeah, know, sure. The, I like that drives, too. You know. <laughs> um, okay. So anyway, you want do all of those? It's great, and once you get into them. You, you don't have to get sucked into it. And if you're afraid of the drama or the um, 
political posts. Like, yes. Just don't have any friends on any of these things. Yes. You don't have to follow anybody. You don't necessarily have to do all of that. But, but the, having the business presence. That, that's why you and I are on Facebook. Friends. Yes. We used to be Facebook. I know. Friends. I, I, I stopped that. Okay. So um, number three is uh, social pages. Um, the next one is, you know, uh, a website. Yeah. So are you going to sell online? It's a, it's a good question. It's something to think about. Uh, this is one of the steps I don't think you don't have to do this step. Right. Because, and you don't have to because you can, for most startup apparel decorators, it's perfect. You can be very successful using Facebook mm -hmm. instead of a website. Yeah. You can definitely do that. You can put all the same information there. You can link to shopping inside your Facebook page if that's what you want. A lot of people get a lot of business just off their Facebook page yep. and never have a website. And you can also, um, you can sell through other websites, eBay, yes. Etsy. Um, there's a ton of them out there, that, uh, places where you can sell. Um, Facebook Marketplace even. So Facebook has like a yeah, marketplace. Yeah, you, you can do that. That's it's a Craigslist on, yeah. on Facebook. So there's a, lot, there's a lot of places where you can sell online. What I would consider for the for if you want to have your own website are um, is a couple things. Um, one, are you willing to dedicate a little bit of money and a little bit of time? Yes. Even if you just start off with something simple, Squarespace, Wix. Um, what's, an, what's another one that's a nice simple one? GoDaddy. GoDaddy yeah. has Go, a... Yeah, GoDaddy you know, has a service that they... Everybody do. does well. Um, Google has a service that they yep. offer. So if you, if you go to one of these, you get the what they call the what you see is what you get builder. There's a yep. template. You pick a template. You type your name in and you, you have an about me page and you fill that about your business yeah. and you have a contact form and then you have a place, a gallery where you can put up pictures. If you're willing to put that work into it and you're, you're going to spend what? 20 bucks a month to keep that going. Yeah. I mean, there, there's going to end up being more expenses. There is. There is. So there is. So it grows over time. 50 to a hundred bucks a month. Um, the, the real question though is, you know, are you going to, um, are you going to focus on it at all? Yeah, because the the worst thing that you can do is is spend you know, it's kind of one or the other. You do a, a very simple website; it gets very old and outdated quickly. Mm -hmm. You put up product photos, um, and then you wake up the next day and it's six months later, and you don't sell anymore any those products anymore. But that's what's on your website. Or um, you do a website, and three months later you look back at it, and you can't believe how ugly it is. Yeah, <laughs> you know that that happens all the time. Because you know your your skills will advance very quickly. Yeah, and once and you establish a business and you're on social, you're gonna your standards are gonna grow very fast. Yes, and your uh, the web wherever you put your website, no matter what it is, they are going to change with the internet. Yes, which means that there's things are gonna break on your website. It's gonna take. You're gonna have to just say, I want to have a website because, like, it's like it's the first step of like a real storefront. Right. So meaning that you want to invest in the way that you look, you want to invest in like, you want to be a step class higher right. than just like, so just having social business pages, you know, feels is like a small level of business. Yeah. Just having a website, being able to buy online is yeah. the next level up. And then, you know, you continue to go higher. And, and there's lots of stuff in here, whether it's an Etsy store or an mm -hmm. eBay store or, you know, Shopify, what, whatever you want to do that kind of splits the difference between those two. Yeah. You're either selling your products on somebody else's website, which requires just as much effort as doing your own online, mm -hmm. um, or you're setting up your own. So that's really, let, let's say number four is to make that decision. Yeah. Make the decision right. if you want to do it and, um, and then make it a decision you're willing to commit to and don't get sucked into this. 
it is a, it, it is just, you can really decide, I'm gonna get a website, then I'm gonna get this, then I'm gonna get this. Now I, I'm gonna hire this. Next thing you know, you've spent all this money, all this time, and then there's a little analytics place that means like the statistics for your website, yeah. and you go to look at it, and nobody's there. Nobody's and nobody there. ever goes there. Okay, so so, so I want to put in, I'm going to inter interject some impromptu uh, warnings and commentary. Sure, all right. Since you brought it up, if you're going to do your own website, I would prefer if you never hire anyone that calls you to improve your SEO and tells you they're going to make you number one on Google. Okay, yeah. Okay, give that a couple of years. Mm -hmm. You know, make sure that you're established or get a recommendation from somebody else who they've worked with who's done it right. Yeah. You know, so if you get somebody that knows what they're doing, um, you know, that's, that's fantastic. It could be good for your business in a year. Um, those people, you can actually email us. If you're in that situation, if you've already got a website and you've got somebody that's knocking on your door saying, hey, I can make you number one on Google or, you know, whatever it is, then, then send us the email. Yeah. And, uh, and we'll tell you to tell them to go away. Yeah. 99% of the time we'll, we'll do that. But uh, I don't want you to get sucked into the website is really the important thing. What is your motivation for having the website? Yes. I want the, I want the website for vanity. Okay. That's one level. You know? Yeah. Um, so you know, just own that. Yeah. Just right. own that. I just want it to be, I just want to put it on a card and it for to be really pretty and put yep. some pictures up there and I want it for vanity. Cool. You don't have to worry about anything else. You've got it for vanity. You want it so people can find you online. You're really going to have to learn how to do that. Yeah. You want it so you can sell the SEO. online. Yeah. You know, you're going to have to learn to do that. And these cost more money. So as they build up, so figure out if you need one or not, but for now, play it safe. Don't think you have to have one. Um, and then as your business grows over time, then eventually you're going to get to a point where you probably, it makes sense. Yeah. It makes yeah. sense. So, okay. Um, next. Um, I like this one. This yeah. one was yours. I wouldn't have thought of it. It's a really good, good thought. Okay. Do you want me to say I it do? Then? Yeah. Okay. Sweet. Um, Start quoting and writing on a form, meaning that when somebody wants some t-shirts made, you've got a standard either Excel sheet or Google sheet um, or Apple sheets, whatever software you use. All these can be done from a phone. You know, you need a laptop. You right. Can, you know, you can do them on, on a mobile device, on a laptop, whatever it is. You want to have an official thing. So it's got your business name on top. It's got your contact information. It says the word quote or something yeah. like that. And then it lists all the details of the order. This many shirts, this many sizes, this is going to be the logo, um, yeah. whatever it is. You can even attach like a, a rough sketch to it yeah. or however you want to do it. But you want to have that in writing and then you want to send that to people before they give you money and say, yes, I agree. And then you start doing the job. Right. And you want to have a couple more things in there for your terms and conditions. <laughs> you know, you should have a conversation about who owns the artwork if you do the design. Mm -hmm. You know, you can make it clear that you do. Um, what are your payment terms? Do you want them to pay up front? Is it 50-50? Um, and this, I think, especially goes, um, and this is later down for on our list, especially goes if you are doing business for, with friends and family. Mm -hmm. So I definitely want to touch on that when we get there because doing this also elevates you to that business level. Mm -hmm. It's like having a business name. You know, I'm a real business. I buy blanks from a blank supplier, so I get mm -hmm. professional wholesale goods. Um, I have a place where you can find my business location on Facebook or a website or some kind of a social media profile. The next one is, when you wanna talk about an order, I'm gonna give you a price, 
I'm going to itemize everything and I'm going to write it down. Mm. I'm not going to just, you know, so I'll do those for 10 bucks a piece. And then they come back and say, well, you said you were going to do these two things too, or I really just want to pay nine or, you know, whatever, whatever that is. Having a, a written quote in sales order gets you to that next level where they realize that you're engaged in a professional transaction. Yeah. You, well, you said you were going to do the front and back for $9. Yeah. Right. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and, well, like, no, no. I, I didn't. And we, we just had this the other day, you know, um, unfortunately, uh, pilfering artwork is very common. We had a lady that had a, on the Facebook group that had done this uh, school uh, vinyl design for a school for years. Yeah. And she didn't get an order one year and she called up the, um, uh, the teachers that she normally does business with and they were surprised to find out it wasn't hers. One of the moms had just copied her design and went out and bought a cricket and did it herself. Mm -hmm. So basically stole her work. Yeah. Stole her creative work. And there's not, not a lot you can do about it, but at least if it was on the quote that said, I own that artwork. Yeah. You've kind of have something in writing yes. that's been acknowledged to where you can, uh, well, you know, there's a bunch of legal stuff. You can tell them it's a federal stuff. crime. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, it, most importantly, it, it keeps you. It makes you look professional. Yes. Um, it keeps the what's going to happen in writing. So yep. when you deliver, the person says, "Wait a minute, I thought you said." Well, let's go ahead and take a look at the quote yeah. that you agreed to. Um, and you can find your own nice way to say it. Usually I say it in some sort of snarky way like that. Let's find out what you agreed to. So you agreed to you 10 agreed shirts. to listen to the podcast. <laughs> um, but no, it's important to do that and just say, let's go ahead and review the quote. I'll make sure that we, I did it right. Cause if I didn't do it right, I'm going to feel bad we can talk about and it. I'm yeah. going to fix that for you. So let's, okay. Blue shirts, 10 of them yep. just on the front. I think we're good so far. Right. What, do you, what else are you expecting? I thought on the back you were going to do this. Well, we didn't agree to that. That wasn't on here. Um, I'm happy to take them back and do that. It would cost you this much more. Yes. And then this way, it's hard for somebody to say, and believe me, by the way, somebody still will say, even though it's not written down. <laughs> right. That it's, you very it. it's very true. It's um, very true. We deal with it all the time here. Um, but when it's written down, it keeps it professional. And Agreed. then that's good. And it's just, and don't let somebody try to talk you out of it. Yeah. Like, oh. I mean, come on, I don't have to. Just an email is not no. the same. You know, yeah, like, I don't have to do that. Yeah. You know me. I mean, we've never done it this way before, right? I would I don't always, I would always, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, you know. You um, can, and you can say things like, you know, my accountant demands it. Generally. Yeah, there, yeah. You could blame purposes. someone else. You know, I, I know your accountant. Mark Vila said, I listen to this podcast. <laughs> okay. Blame uh, me. Okay, so number, that's, that's number, that's number five. And I like the way it is part of number six. Yeah, so, so then next is actually, like invoice the same way in writing. So what you do is you have a quote that they agree to. Yep. And then in the end, once they pay, it's like the receipt basically. Yes. You give them an official receipt that's in writing that is just the version is the, maybe it says quote on one form and you change the word to invoice yeah. on the other. And that's like the official receipt. It goes in the box. It's what officially happened and everyone agreed on and, and it's the end. Um, it's the end of the transaction. And this is this is kind of a, a lead-in to using some kind of a payment processing or accounting software. Yeah. So, you know, if you're using Squarespace or you know, if you're using, you could use QuickBooks or FreshBooks, there are tons of little accounting softwares out mm -hmm. there, payment processing softwares that will have quotes and invoices built right in. Mm -hmm. And they, they work together. So if you create a quote in your software, um, you can hit a button and it'll convert it into a sales order. And hit another button and it'll make it an invoice. 
and that you can mail to a customer. Yep. So again, it, it's not a lot of money. You are investing a little bit more though. Um, as you move up the scale and do more things right, you know, the perception that your customers have now are that you're a pro. Yeah. You know, you may, you may drive the minivan up to the school that your daughters go to mm -hmm. and come out with a, with a box full of shirts that you made at home. But man, on top of it, you've got the quote that they signed. You've got an invoice out of your accounting software. You've got a business name and a Facebook page or a website and a card with it on there. You're a pro that just happens to work from home. Yep. You know, yep. you're not, you're not somebody doing a favor for somebody. And, right? and you know, these things all add value. Yeah. to your business, which this, this isn't part of this podcast, but there's plenty of them that you can go back and listen to where we talk about making money and charging enough and, and all of these things. Right. Part of the value that you bring is that when you've got all these things so far happening and there's somebody else who kind of is just on a phone call or a text message and like, I can do them for nine bucks. Yeah. They're going to, they start looking at that. They look at you and then they look at the person who sent a text that I can do them for nine bucks. And they look at you and say, okay, well, they've got terms. They said they were going to do it. They, got, they promised the delivery date and right. writing. And you look back and forth. And when you're talking about a business owner um, or possibly a school or something like yeah. that, they're going to look at that stuff and they're going to lean over and say, this is the way to go. Yeah, this is a better be. way. I know it's a dollar more, right. but this is professional. This is the right way. This is going to cover you know, myself because yeah. I'm a boss to maybe, you know, deal with things like that. And you know what else I like about all this is it causes you to treat people differently as well. Mm -hmm. Like it's you're, you're not in business to do people favors. Cause I know that's what you do now. Yeah. Absolutely. I know that like your neighbor's got a daughter and she just got this award. Want to make her a t-shirt and you're like, okay, it's only going to cost me a dollar 50 in vinyl in glitter vinyl to do that. Let me just go ahead and do that. Do it. That all goes away when you are, have your Facebook page and you've got to do a quote and you've got to do an invoice and you're using accounting software, you start to value yourself differently as well. Yeah. So um, it's a big deal. Like we're, we didn't just make these steps up. Yeah. I mean, we did, but no, we thought about I it. I just made them. Yeah. yeah. But, but um, let someone else do it for free. Right. You know? Um, so next step. Credit uh, cards. Uh, yeah. Find a way to accept credit cards. Yeah. Just, this is, it's not, this is how I think about it. Okay. It's not about um, everyone accepts takes credit cards and everyone and nobody carries cash. It's, it's a it's not really about any of those things. Yeah, it's making it really really easy for somebody to give you the money because that's when everything's official. Yeah, so you want to be able to, you know, um, easily you know go onto your mobile device, create this in you know create an invoice and say like you mentioned Fresh Books or something yep. like that. Create an invoice. You've got a PayPal account. That's a business account because you set up a business. Now you can have a business bank account and right. you linked it to like PayPal or circle pay or one of these payment devices, payment gateways. And then you click on that and you click send invoice yeah. and the person gets a notification in their email or a text or however it is in their app, their yeah. PayPal app. And then they click they OK click and, and then they click pay. And then now they've given you money. So it's literally just boom, 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 done, and, and then you get it, it is, you money. It is, why, it is so frustrating when you can't pay the way you want to. Yeah. I mean, just think if you use credit cards all the time, when was the last time you went into a place that didn't accept the card that you're using? Like, I use Discover Card every day. Yeah. Like, for Weird. a bajillion dollars worth of stuff. <laughs> and, you know, if I go into a place and they just don't happen to take Discover, now I'm digging through my wallet, you know, looking for another card. I'm never going back there. How much things there. do you have in your wallet? I have a Take lot. it out. Let me see. I have no. 
Um, <laughs> now, the other thing that I have in my wallet that a lot of, that I know, like my kids don't have, yeah. is uh, they don't have cash. Mm. They don't carry a checkbook. You know, what do they have? They have a debit card. Literally no money in their pockets, yeah. nothing but a debit card. What, do, what are you going to do when that segment of the population wants to buy something from you? Are they going to go home and get money? Are they going to, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, so really it's just like being on those social media platforms, except it's even more important. You need to be able to take credit cards to make it easy, like Mark said, for people to give you money. Yeah. You want it to be easy. That's when what happens is, and this is, I've been in sales for so long, you know, um, I'm gladly not in sales anymore. Okay. Um, but what you do is, um, you talk to somebody, right? And you, they say, yes, I want to buy this. Yes. I want to buy this from Right. You. Okay, great. Um, you fill out this form, then you drive to the bank, and all these steps happen, yes. right? And then halfway to the bank, they have the revelation that they no longer want to do this. Right. And then all of a sudden, it's gone. Yeah. And that's going to happen. Yeah. yeah, they decide to buy something else. They, decide, they drive by, they see Target or TJ Maxx, and like, you know what? Let's go to TJ Maxx, just get a couple of polo shirts. I don't need to do this Right. And then they go in there, they spend, you know, they spend half the money and then that's gone. It's yep. gone for you. And then they just say never. Yeah. So when you're, when they're standing in front of you and you guys are making the deal and you kind of send the quote, okay, I sent you the quote. You like that. All right, good. And you're right there on your phones next to each other. All right. I'm going to send you an invoice um, over through this app that I have, right. you know, my, my fresh books apps. You have, you have PayPal. Yeah. I have PayPal. Okay, cool. Hit it there notification. Yep. All right. You hit pay and we got some t-shirts made and then yep. they hit pay, go, go, you know, just, and you're done. Their face recognizes yeah. their login. I mean, the resistance is, is, is gone. Yeah. You know, there's no resistance to them paying. And that's the whole point. As soon as you add resistance is you get a bigger percentage of people who kind of just disappear along the way. Agreed. So that's the moral of the story is you need to take credit cards at least, and you should do your best to make your customers, feel good about giving you money. Yeah. Make it easy for them. Yeah. Make okay. it easy for them. And then they're happy to do it. And then they get to, they get to tell these stories like, Oh, it was so easy. Yeah. I just, I, I met this person and we were at the baseball game together. And I said that I love the hat that they made for their kid. And Oh, did you know that I make those next thing you oh, know, yeah. she's on Taking her phone the spot. and she takes an order for me. It pops. I get it. I get, you know, an email and I answer it. I pay for it, and then she said she's gonna have you know three hats. Dude, for that me is by like that game. is that is that is my favorite story of all the stories yeah. you you've told <laughs> on the ninety hours of podcasts yeah. that we've okay. done. That's my favorite story. Really, I like I'm that going a lot. Back in the archives and see if you've said that before. Okay, so uh, reason number or thing number eight that remember what we're doing here is we are taking you through the steps from your cutter silhouette silhouette mm. or. Home and your home-based consumer equipment yep. business, mm -hmm. and we're taking you through the steps to get you to go pro, to become serious about it and start making some mm -hmm. real money. Mm -hmm. Okay, so we've talked about making it an official business, do the legal stuff. We've talked about blank suppliers, and I told you to go to YouTube, watch at least 15 minutes of the podcast, and then scroll down, and magically, that link to the list of uh, blank suppliers um, will appear Interesting. after 15 minutes only Interesting. and you can, you can download it. You, you'll never know. Um, and then, uh, so you're going to do your social pages. You're going to give some serious thought on whether or not to do a website, mm -hmm. a mm -hmm. Shopify store, or any of those options. You're going to start quoting, uh, in writing. Yep. 
Um, you're going to start invoicing the same way, hopefully with some kind of an accounting software in between. And you're gonna accept credit cards. All these seems, seem like very basic steps, but we do run into people at different stages of their business that have not done one Yeah, and this is all gonna take you a little bit of time to kind yeah. of get into too. You know, do these one step at a time. You know, yeah, do it all in one day. Right. Um, so, number next, eight. Yeah, this, this, I like this one. Okay. You know, um, treat every customer like a customer, even if they're friends and family. So, uh, it goes back to kind of number six and number seven above. Yeah. Is that, you know, you've got somebody who's your cousin that they always buy, you know, the shirts for the trip, from, you know, the Disney trip that yep. they're going to, and they always buy them from you, and you do it the same way. And then all of a sudden now, you know, like, okay, well, I'm going to send you a quote. Well, well, you don't have to do that with me. You know, it's like, well, yeah. Yeah. And that's kind of what we joked about. Well, my accountant says so. Yeah, you know, uh, Mark Vila said so in the Custom Apparel Sports yeah, podcast. Yeah, um, and it, but you got to treat the whole process like that, and you want to treat them like customers because the way I look at it is they're more dangerous than your regular customers Man. because your customer that you meet at a ballpark one day um, because that you were playing their, you know, your, your, your kids baseball game was same time was, was their team. Right. They were the opposing team and you ran into each other and uh, you probably don't have to deal with that person maybe one more time, you know, this season of yeah. the game. And that's, that's it. But when you have bad business deals with friends or family, even if it's over 20 or 40 bucks, you got to see them at the barbecue and now you got to, you know, it's Timmy's birthday party. Oh my gosh, I gotta see that. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. I, you know, I gotta see so and so again, and over that forty bucks. I would. You know? I would never go to a birthday party for a kid named Timmy. <laughs> Why not? I don't know. Well, who, who was? I would. I maybe call be? him something else. Ruthie, like TV. TV. I like that. You do have. Timmy. You do have interesting. I need. I need to do that. So, um, treating every every customer like a customer is important for just what Mark said. Um, to establish the fact that this is a business relationship. It'll keep you out of so much trouble. What I've found is that the things that you do as a favor, uh, what you give away for free, people are honestly more likely to be unhappy with it. Yep. You know, they, they don't appreciate the value, the time that goes into it. I mean, especially if you're banging this stuff out on a cricket. Yep. I mean, that stuff takes a long time. Yeah. If you've got to do somebody's name in script, and a phrase underneath, and there's lots of letters and spaces and things, you know you're gonna be on that shirt for 15 or 20 minutes to make it look good, and they're gonna look at it, and they're gonna say, oh, I really wanted this part in blue. Yeah. And you can't punch them in the mouth. <laughs> you, know, you can't, you can't. That's yeah. why you have a quote in advance. Yeah. You can even put that on the top of the quote. Yeah. <laughs> so there's no violence between us. So, so doing this is, is important yeah. because it establishes, okay, Maybe I'll give you a little bit of a deal because you're a friend or a family member. Yeah, sure. And I'll give you a deal, but this is still a business transaction. I'm going to report it on my taxes. You know, I'm going to order you blank shirts. I'm going to take time away from my the rest of my business to do this. Yeah. Like, that's what I'm doing. I'm not doing another job while I'm doing this, so I deserve to have these things happen. Yeah, and, and it's... You, Balance all that stuff, you know, yeah. for it to, but you but, don't have to do it for free. You don't have to charge them cost. You know, like one thing that I've seen um, a lot of business owners do, a friend of mine helped me out with something that I needed done fixed on my house. Okay. Right? And he happens to own a company who does this. So um, he said, he's like, oh yeah, he's like my super friend, family, best friend discount, not 
person I kind of right, know, yeah, like yeah, not ten yeah. percent off the top right. of, but like my best friends and my brother discount right. are my cost plus eleven percent. Yeah, I mean, so that's what I, it, it's my cost, and because the eleven percent is not like money he's really keeping, it's the other cost. It's the overhead that he's not counting. Right? Yeah, it's all the stuff he's not counting, just the, like the time that he his crew has to take away and drive and yeah. things they miss. So. So that's what you do. You just, you just, and you could just say that to somebody, yeah. you know, it's, it's all the materials and I charge 10% just because I got to, I got to do paperwork and stuff. Cause I want, I want, I'm serious about yeah, this. Yeah. And business. you, and you can't feel bad about this. And I know a lot of you, what you do is you try to find ways to do things for as cheap as possible. Yeah. You can't, you can't do that and have a business because I guarantee if you've been doing this, this kind of home-based thing for a while with craft equipment, Guarantee if you added up the hours that you spent producing goods, you're you're probably making five bucks an hour. Yeah, you're definitely it's making. Not below, worth it. You're paying yourself below it. minimum yeah. wage. So, um, yeah, joking about the friends and family discount and stuff. It's like you've got the friends and family discount, which you might give. Yes. Um, or might not. Um, but the ultra discount, which is like best deal is ten percent above cost, is only for the super close people. And if you have a giant family and you say you're super close with all of them then you're never going to make any money. So um, that's great. <laughs> this goes to number nine. Though. Number yeah. nine is creating a price book or a price sheet. Yeah. Something that um, start with levels on this. So first you just write it down. This is what I'm going to charge for this many shirts. And at this stage, it's, it's, it's for you. It's for you. So you don't have yes. to publish it. That's a little controversial. Mm -hmm. Some people like to do that. Some people yep. don't. Um, but yeah, you've got to know how much you're going to charge for what. Yeah. So you just say, okay, if somebody wants a basic shirt, with one color vinyl um, on the front, and that's it. And the design is, pick a size too, yep. you know, seven inch by seven inch, this is kind of what I'm gonna charge. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna charge $12 for that, $15 yes. for that, whatever the numbers are. If there were 10 of them, it's gonna go from $18 to $15. And if they order 40 of them, it's gonna go from 15 to 13. Whatever yes. your numbers are, make a little chart, and it's gonna be, um, this. it's not stone, it's made out of clay. So you get to write this down, and then you go to take your first order. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, no, oh, it's, it's they, like why, spinning. I mean, they could just they could just like like type ghost. it onto a spreadsheet, and that yeah. way, if they wanted to change the pricing, they just oh, you mean rather it. than making it out of, out of clay? clay. Okay. I don't understand. I was imagining like music Tablets. in the background, okay, and a ghost helping you create it. <laughs> that's, um, that's terrible. <laughs> um, so no, yeah, you you go into Excel or Google Sheets or Apple Sheets or something like that. You make a little sheet. You kind of just just guess make yeah. it if this is your first time doing one just say okay what would what would I charge if somebody wanted one shirt or, or start you could, thinking like you that, could you go know? into the custom apparel startups Facebook group and you could just search price and you'll see these questions over and over again yeah. all, how much would you charge for this how much would you charge for that yeah. you can plug those numbers in what I like about this doing a, a price sheet is that you're going to also think about actually doing that job <laughs> yeah so, you know, one shirt, 20 bucks, no problem. Uh, two shirts or 10 shirts, 15 bucks. Okay, how long is it gonna take me to do 10 or 12 of these? Mm -hmm. Is it worth this? Yeah. 40 shirts, $12. Okay, if I got an order for 40 shirts, would I really wanna do it if they took me 25 minutes a piece? Yeah. You know, for this price. Because you're gonna look back at your week, especially if this is a, a part-time gig or a side hustle or nights and weekends, whatever you want to say, you're going to look back at your week and look at the time invested, look at the money in your bank account. You've got to be happy with that. Yeah. 
So, um, you know, that's another reason why this, this price sheet or price book is really important. Yeah, yeah, and, and I, that's fantastic. So create this, and then down the road, you can decide, do you want to put this online, or is this something you want to hand to people? But you at least want something that you can look at and be consistent about yeah. this way. And, and it's nice to be consistent about it too. This way, if you do shirts for one person, then you kind of charge the same price for another person because right. they might talk to each other and say, oh yeah, go to so-and-so, they'll do the shirts for $20 a piece, whatever yep. the number is. And if you are charging the same thing basically for everybody, then there's no, oh, well, for 18, yeah. you know, and then you've got- What's the deal? Yeah. So um, speaking of the time it takes. To yeah, this, and, so. and, and let's kind of draw a line here yeah. in the podcast because everything that we've talked about so far, um, numbers one through nine for the steps you need to take to have a real business, mm -hmm. you know, if you're starting with a cry cutter silhouette or something like this, they've all been about you with that small machine um, working into a business. Yeah. Okay. Now what we're going to do is take after that's done. Mm -hmm. after you've taken a look at the price book and looked at your numbers and you really have an idea of what you want this all to look like, now you're going to take this next step, which is number 10. That's what we're going to talk about for the next little bit. Yeah. And so the next step is to um, get commercial equipment, get equipment that's designed for a business, which means it's not a $150 heat press that you bought on off of Amazon. Yes. And it's not a, um, you know, a two or a three or a $400, small little hobby piece of equipment. Yeah, now, but when we say commercial, we're not talking about you're gonna have to put another wing on your house. No. Or empty the barn or your garage to be able to fit this stuff in there. Mm. We're just talking about equipment that's designed for doing just what you're doing for your business. Yeah. Not designed for, you know, working three or four hours a week on a, uh, you know, on scrapbook. Yeah, so you, so you bought, you bought this hobby machine for say 200, 300, 400, 500 yeah. bucks is what you put all into it. Um, in the heat press, you maybe spend a hundred, two hundred dollars, um, something really cheap like that, and you've got this set up. Mm -hmm. That whole setup costs you, let's just say, six hundred bucks. Yeah. The commercial version of that, you can get for maybe two or three times that. Right. So twelve hundred bucks, fifteen hundred, and, and of course it goes up infinitely. And I've seen a, a disturbing trend in the people that have that I've talked to recently, where rather than going commercial at this point. They just buy more of that same equipment. Yeah. So they're slow. They're twice as slow. Twice or three as, times. They're, as they're as wasting slow. three times as much time. Yes. You know. <laughs> no, and, and and that's true. Um, and we just had a there was a conversation with someone here today. Somebody, and this is you don't want to spend the money. You think about this money that you're spending. It's not money that you're investing. And this is the problem where you break. Right. And we'll make a case for why this is important. But we had a gentleman buy uh, $8,000, worth of equipment, printing equipment, all this stuff, mm -hmm. and was still using this heat press that was like a $100 thing from Amazon, <sighs> and it none of it was working yeah. because of that. So so anyway, there's a lot of reasons behind this, and, and I think it comes with a good, with a story. Uh, well, I've got an analogy for Okay, this. sure. I mean, think about going to get your clothes pressed. Yeah. You know, at what point do you take everything to a dry cleaner it's got a professional press. Yeah. You know, they can knock this stuff out. They know what they're doing. They've got real equipment. You go there, you take your clothes in, and everything comes out looking great versus having one lady with an iron mm -hmm. on an ironing board doing the same thing. And when she gets busy, she just brings over another lady with another iron or has one iron in each hand. Yep. You know, so that's, that's kind of what you're, the way I want you to picture this in your own life is, you know, when are you ready for, you know, 
for a real press. Yeah, for a real heat press, for a real a commercial cutter, something that is bigger, better, faster, and designed to be run. So, so here's what I'd like. Sure. I'd love for you to tell us about the differences. Like, like what are the what are the numbers? Like, sure. Make me believe that I can't just keep running my cricket. Sure. Forever. Sure. All right. So I've got notes here. If you're watching okay. the video. Um, if you're listening, you may or may not hear a yeah, couple people. It's, it's actually weirding me out a little bit if you're if you're watching this on YouTube. I think this is the first time where we've actually gotten a table <laughs> in the video, so I'm a little self-conscious. All right. Well, so let's see this. First of all, what I first did was I wanted to, I was wondering how fast these um, hobby grade cutters okay. were. And the the reason why you know they're really slow is because they do not put that anywhere on their website with an actual speed right like inches or centimeters per second right. however they do provide um a couple of designs and how long it would take to make that one design so okay. they put like a triangle and a figure eight and they had shapes okay. and they said how long it would take to make this so we kind of take that and I and I did we do some math on how many I did at I just did a bunch of cool stuff. Okay. I had I had triangles out and I'm I'd got my quadratic equation <laughs> and I was like, okay, this is got, you know 21 linear inches. Got your Texas instruments. Yeah, oh I was doing it because okay. I wanted to get you guys really right information. So um I had a linear triangle. That means uh, what I say by that is if you took a triangle and you took a ruler and you measured side one plus side two plus side three yeah. is all three sides. That's the linear length of this triangle, okay. a 58 inch linear triangle. Okay. Um, so that's 11, 11 and a half inches on the bottom and 23 and a half up one side, 23 and a half up other, the other side. Okay. That takes, um, if you have a, let's see, if you have a machine, a commercial, I'm um, sorry, a hobby machine yes. that has a fast mode, that's about 15 and a half seconds, according to, I believe it's Cricket's website. Okay. Um, and um, and if it's not from there, then I'm legally removing that comment. Yeah, you got it. it. But it was, it. it was from a reputable source. Okay. Um, and then they had said uh, uh, the standard model was about 30 seconds. Okay. So 30 seconds to cut this 58-inch triangle. Sounds kind of fast. Um, if, however, if you were to do that in a commercial cutter that, that we have here, that's about a $1,200 investment. So right. the same machine rather, rather than the $400 fast mode one that took, you know, 15 seconds. Yeah. Um, the $1,200 takes two and a half seconds to do that. Okay. That's 12 times faster. Okay. Than the, than like the standard one at 30 seconds. So, so Hey, you might not care if you're only doing one. Yes. Unless you're very annoyed at the sound that those mm -hmm. machines make. <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, you might not care if you're doing one, but let me tell you how much you care if you're doing 12. Yeah. It adds um, up. Yeah. And um, I don't know if you're going to talk about this, sure. but the size difference between the two units makes a big difference in how many of those triangles you're going to be able to fit yep. and do at one time. And and there's there's one thing that um, you get a little technical. Okay. But it's important to understand because you're about to spend 1200 bucks and invest yeah. in something, right? You should right. know about it. So um, there's a, a hobby cutter. You're going to be able to cut typically like a 12 by 24 inch square. That's generally speaking. That's a rectangle. Cut, yes. You know, okay. a, a rectangle. Actually, technically it's a square in my mind. Okay. That's how I visualized it. Okay. Um, but now a 12 by 24 inch, a 12 by 12 square or a 12 by 24 triangle okay. are the two things you're going to be able to cut. 
and that's about it. Which means every time you're doing a design that say in, say a design, um, you could fit one of them on this or two of them on that. You have to hit start, load load right. it up, pull it out, put a new piece in, and, and, that, start and that's again. because most people that are using these hobby cutters are buying sheets. They're buying sheets, right? So yeah, they're buying. So you, you you guys know, you know, it's like putting um, paper in a copy machine. Yeah, you know, one page at a time, you know, and, and getting it to come out the other. Yeah, that's so so. The commercial grade machines, you can track anywhere from six to 16 feet of this. So you buy a roll of it, right? which is, we're not even getting into how much cheaper that's going. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot cheaper. It's going to be and like it, it 10 feeds, times it feeds through. And it feeds through. So, so you slap a roll of this stuff on the back that costs you like 30 bucks for a whole roll of it, which yeah. is just going to last you forever compared to the sheets that you buy. Yeah. Um, and then you hit go and you can just, 16, 16 feet of this stuff can roll out the other end. That's less time you're spending on your so, so it's like 400, 500% faster, something mm -hmm. like that. And um, you don't have to stop in and between. You don't have to stop. Yeah, which, which is crazy. Which means you get to do other things. Right. Like you're pressing stuff on shirts. You're weeding vinyl. You're talking to somebody on the phone about <clears throat> another deal. You're or you're, you're invoicing. You're, you're busy not making the mistake of putting the vinyl in upside down. <laughs> yeah. You know, or uh, not putting it in quite straight. Yeah. So, yeah. So now, um, so I've wrote down something. So compared to, um, let's see here, what do I got here? Uh, all right. So if you have a hobby cutter, let, that's, I'm imagining a seven by seven inch design. Okay. That's about how much space it takes. Um, if you have a twelve by twenty four piece, you're gonna you're gonna pit three of those seven by sevens on okay. that sheet. Right. So great, you fit three of them on there. That's cool. It's not a big deal. But when you get over to um, the commercial one and you're getting into, let's see, I put, you could put two of them wide, right? If you're doing a larger right. commercial machine and about 27 of them long. Okay. So you're getting, you're cutting over 50 yeah. in one go. So yeah. you hit go and you're tracking 50 of these things compared to three. So th think of all of that time that you lose wherever you load the machine, you take yeah, it out. Because, because the way that process works is you're standing at the cutter watching it cut yeah hoping it doesn't make any mistakes yeah and then you're taking that out and you're loading up the next one and you're waiting for the next one to cut you're not doing anything else so the kids are screaming in the background it's time for bed you've worked an eight-hour day it's now 11 o'clock at night and you've got five more designs to do this is what you're doing you're married yeah to that machine. And, and the machine might be taking you know it might only take you 15 10 15 seconds to weed it yeah, but the machine's taking three minutes to get the design done. Yeah. Um, because also, by the way, this the, cutting a triangle—that's not a real shirt, right? A shirt has letters. Right. Yeah. So the amount of linear inches that you are pushing through—it's a lot a cursive, more. It's a lot it's more. It's going to take three I guarantee four minutes. You, you, you've never done a triangle design like that. <laughs> I mean, if you've done a triangle shirt, please send it right. in. Um, so now we need to talk. Let's just talk about some times, right? So the story is, is that you there family to do their annual kind of Disney trip and yeah. you always wear matching shirts when you go to Disney yes. it's a thing I, I don't know why I participate they're, they're they're full of trademark <laughs> infringements and uh, yes um, but they want some they want they all want to wear shirts that they yep. can wear and you are not going to do an, a, a trademark Mickey ears for them but you're no. going to do something else that kind of lets them feel proud and happy and uh, and let them all wear it. Yep. So um, let's say these families, it's 10 kids, 10 adults, they're going for three days 
So you're going to add this up, 60 shirts. Yep. 10, 10, that's a lot. Three, that's a great 60 order. 60 shirts, I love it's that. a great little yeah. order. But they don't mind doing it because it's kind of their family thing. This is yeah. a, kind of a story. It's cool. Which is real world stuff. Yep. I go to Disney Absolutely. a lot and, I, and, and you see, and I've talked to people who have said, we've bought shirts for every day. Yeah. You know, and yeah. we were here seven days. It's cool. So, um, so anyway, if that seven by seven inch design that you're making, how yep. long is it going to take you to do? Um, for a hobby cutter, if it takes five minutes to make a shirt times 60 shirts, that's 300 minutes of runtime on the machine. 300 minutes that your hobby cutter is running. Man, so, so you think that it'll be five minutes a shirt for the hobby cutter to run? Just running. That's running. And that's not somebody standing there because we didn't like do a production run. No, no. That's right. literally just like okay. how long it takes to cut this okay. design out times three, Yep. you know, and you just figure why, because it's letters, you know, yep. it's cutting out. I mean, it's slow when you're talking about tracking of, um, you know, how slow it tracks that triangle, that 58 yep. inch triangle yep. taking 30 seconds to do. Imagine that being letters. Yep. It's not 58 inches. It's hundreds and yep. hundreds of it linear inches. So let's just say it's a five minute design. Okay. And really the purpose that we're creating is to compare it to the commercial. Right. So if it, is, it, it doesn't matter if well, yeah. I did a design took four minutes. So the math still works, just take a minute. Because you probably didn't, it was probably 12. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's probably. So five minutes of church, times five minutes for each design Yeah. times 60 shirts is 300 minutes. Plus that's reloading and unreloading, just like yep. you mentioned. All right, that's five and a half hours of your hobby machine running. So that means mm -hmm. if you started at what, eight o'clock at night, it's post midnight. Yep. Just the machine running. Um, a commercial that's 12 times faster than that is closer to 45 seconds. So 45 seconds times that, 45 minutes of runtime. <laughs> so the equipment is done running. You know, if you start at 8 o'clock at night, it's yeah. done before that episode of Real Housewives is over. <laughs> I'm just saying that. because I, I, I feel like you're stereotyping. Was, no, I feel like you're profiling up. customers. Actually, you guys said that I watched Real Housewives last episode. I did. Yes. But um, you also drive the white Lexus uh, SUVs. <laughs> yeah, um, right. Okay. So um, I like where you're going with this. So yeah. you are saying that you could do... It would take you forty-five minutes to do yeah, all just, the shirts, just for just just to run them on the machine. Okay, so the machine is done before um, that episode of diners drives and drive-ins and dives. <laughs> okay, that's Guy better. Fieri I feel like that's is, a little bit um, more. Well, actually, I, I think it's only that. a half-hour show. This is your second episode. Okay, um, so now you're ready to kind of put them on shirts. And you, by the way, with the commercial cutter, you can also. You can separate it into multiple runs so you can weed while you're running. But I mean, this thing is so fast, you're never going to weed before the machine's done. Yeah. It's blasting through it. So yeah. you're really efficient in your machine. Now you're finally ready to put them on shirts, right? So your job goes from being done in a few hours. So you're talking about like <clears throat> kids going to bed or friends are going out. Um, or, you know, if some friends leave your house yeah, after you hanging still out do for it. dinner, yeah. like, all that. So you're going to stay up all night with this five and a half hour plus all the press time and all of that stuff and, until you finally pass out. And then you pass out asleep. You didn't finish the job. You wake up Sunday in the morning. Yeah. And before you go to church, you got to finish the next and, six and, shirts. I mean, honestly, so you're going to end up hating your business. Yeah. You're gonna the more you it. grow, the more you're going to hate it. I mean, look at this difference. That's incredible. 45 minutes versus five and a half hours. Yeah. Just, and just in the machine running, yeah. you know? So that job is just... When you're thinking about it that way, no matter how fast you are at weeding, no matter how fast you are on a heat press and folding shirts, 
it's still going to take you five and a half hours just to run and cut those. Right. And this, these, this small kind of hobby equipment is not designed to run for five and a half hours in a row. Yeah. And then you start hearing people like, Oh, mine makes grinding noises and right. all these things. Well, you are, you're running something that's not designed for commercial use in a commercial way. Yeah. Agreed. So, um, now this is an interesting point is, so besides the fact that you get to actually go to bed at a reasonable hour yes. and you actually get to go out to dinner with your friends or whatever you were going to do instead of staying up till two o'clock in the morning right. making t-shirts. Um, so how long does, is it going to take, how much, how much money are you going to make an hour? Right? Yep. So, um, if we're going to add, let's just say it's a few hours to do all the other work that you're going to do. So you're going to heat press the shirts, you're going to fold them up, you're going to put them in a box, you're going to do all this other little work and make the, do the final invoice, yeah. put a thank you note, you know, all of that stuff. You got five and a half hours on the machine plus like three hours worth of work of all right. the other stuff you're going to do to finalize the job. That's eight and a half hours of work for 60 shirts. Okay. Okay. A commercial cutter, less than four hours of work that same thing right half you double the amount of money you yeah per hour I mean and you double the amount of money you're making per hour or you're making the same amount of money every week or every month um, for half the time yeah so I mean here's where your priorities come in I mean what's more important is the extra $600 you would spend on a commercial cutter mm -hmm. and keep press you know maybe a little bit more is that worth that 50% of the time yeah or hundred percent more money. <clears throat> yeah. You know? Because you can do what you're doing now is you, it took you four hours instead of eight hours. Keep it simple. Right. Yeah. So if this is, let's just say you do most of your work on Saturday mornings, right? You wake yeah. up early, you kind of get going and then come, come, you know, the afternoon you do your other things. If the job is taking you now, if you, if the job takes you eight hours, it's not just Saturday morning. Now it turns into Saturday afternoon, Saturday evening, yeah. or it turns into kind of That's what now, now I have to leave the house at noon. When I come back, I got to restart the job and finish it and it's going to get worse and worse. So yeah. what you do at that time is you miss out on the family and fun and friends. Yeah. You miss out on that. The second thing you don't do is you're not, you're not selling your business. You're not on Facebook That's network. Right. That's right. Because you're, you're not, exhausted. Because you're exhausted. You're not, you know, you, Oh, you promise yourself you're going to build that website and do a yeah. blog post and do a vlog, video vlog and all yeah. these cool fantasies I, that never happen because I, I just, you're attached wait, to a machine. I just want to point out uh, something I just realized is the scenario that Mark Vila just painted for you guys is a one color design. Oh, <laughs> right, yeah, right. So, you know, I mean, you've got that, yeah. because you've got to reload. Yeah, you know, you've got to you've got to heat press twice. Everything that you do is going to be more. Um, more problematic. Yeah. It's just going to make everything. Yeah. It, it continues to grow up. And then there's a case to be made for a better heat press too. Absolutely. You might use something that's like a 12 by 12 and it's fine, you know? Um, but when you've got the larger heat press, now you can do larger designs. Yeah. You can, um, or you don't have to heat press something twice. You know, if, if, if your heat press is small and you do a big design, you got to do half the design than the other half. Right. So you're going to have efficiencies there. Um, besides the fact that, better heat presses just deliver better heat. So think of that more like, consistently. Yeah. More can think of it. Like why does a commercial oven, you know, able to produce a cake, you know, better than 
a cheaper oven, you right. know, the cheapest oven you can buy at home. It's, it delivers heat better. It's more consistent, yeah, yeah. you know, all of these things. So um, it's all relative and equal. But in the end, what you're going to be able to do is you're going to be able to save some time and make more money. And that really is when you're going to love your business. Yeah. Yeah. I would say that, I mean, think about everything that you're doing now because you're listening to this mm -hmm. podcast because you're probably making a few bucks already. Yeah. You know, think about if you could make twice as much money in the same amount of time. Think about if you could save um, half the time and just do the same amount of work. Um, both those are, are great options depending on whether or not you want to um, spend more time with family, if you want to replace your current full-time job, you know, if you want to rearrange your life so you can focus more on this kind of creative success than... Um, if not your first piece of equipment, your second piece of equipment, if you're going to make this a real business, should be commercial. Yeah, and we have so many people who have invested in the commercial equipment like that. Yeah. And because they used to run hobby equipment and then they get the commercial equipment. And at first, they're terribly scared. Yeah. I'm spending a thousand bucks. Yeah. Blah, 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 or I'm financing it and I'm taking on an, like a little $50 a month paint payment right. for my business. This is getting in real. Then all of a sudden, they start using it. And they're just like, I can't believe how much faster yeah, exactly. this is, how much accurate it is, how much more accurate it is, how much more I'm getting done in yeah. less time how beautiful this heat press is to work with. You know, it's not, I'm not breaking my back. You know, these are all little things you don't think about is like the sore back you get yeah. from a heat press that's so hard to close down. Listen, uh, if you are a regular listener of ours, you know that while we both pretty obviously represent Cold Essie and Cold yeah. Company, we've got a bunch of stuff to sell. We really don't like proselytize like this. Yeah. We really don't push you into making a decision to get this piece of equipment or that piece of equipment, but um, this is really the exception. Yeah. If you're using a hobby cutter and you want to be a real business, you need to get a commercial one. Yeah. You have to. You have to get, you know, a graph tech from, from Coleman and Company, a commercial um, cutter from, from somebody else. Uh, we feel terrible, but that's still yeah. okay. <laughs> it's still okay. You know, because you really need to make this step. I promise you that you won't regret it. We have never heard anybody say, I wish I'd stuck with my cricket. Nobody says that. Yeah. It's because it's never true. Yeah. I, one person did say it, what? but they never opened the box. Oh, okay. So I'm just like, well, you do, they, they don't count. They don't count. They don't no. count. Uh, I'm kidding. There's, uh, but it, when the people really get into it, love it. And then once you get that itch for the commercial stuff, then you really start diving more into your business. You want to invest more because you start freeing up this time you never yeah. had. And you, it really just, it's, it, it snowballs. It's yeah. an amazing thing. So I, I don't know how long this podcast is um, because a new software doesn't have a cool timer on it for um, me. Yeah, bummer. But I think but, we're done anyway. Yeah, we're done. Yeah. And um, so the next steps are going to be um, go to YouTube because Mark's going to put some stuff up there for you. Um, Blank and, suppliers list. You're going to love it. Yeah. And uh, please, if you know somebody who, um, is in this business now or in the same position as you listening to this yeah. or, or you know you just know or you just happen to have a run a business and you listen to us thank yep. you yeah um, sure. and, but you know somebody who does the kind of the cricket silhouette type of a thing um, or even a, a small hobby embroidery machine um, share this with them please yeah. tell this it's good you're gonna you're gonna improve somebody's life. It's an altruistic thing you're going to do. Yeah, this, share is, this. <laughs> this is the, and, this is the episode to do that with. Yeah, really. and also, um, if you're listening to this and you're maybe you're 
now you've got this idea in your head, like, okay, I want to do some of these things. I got to save up some money, you know, or I get, you know, whatever it might be. Yep. Uh, one of the things you can start doing right away is you go to ColemanCompany.com mm-hmm. and look at our Triton heat transfer oh, model yeah. that we sell. It's going to be way better than what you buy right now. You won't believe I'm it. Sure that. You won't believe and it. And you're going to save a ton of money. Yep. You are going to have to buy like thirty bucks worth of white. Okay. What? Yes, I know. It's mind blowing. You're gonna have to buy like thirty bucks of a color. Yeah. Right. It's not that much money. You spend thirty bucks on. You spent thirty bucks more on probably coffee this week. Okay. Um. So that's true. <laughs> right? So you buy that, and it's you're gonna save so much money compared to these sheets. And we, by the way, we have sheets too, which yeah. are cheaper than typically. Um. What you would get at a, like a local store. Too. Yeah. Welcome. So, welcome. You'll you'll start to feel that commercial vibe. Yeah. When you when you uh, load up some Triton vinyl, some it, like commercial grade vinyl yeah. too, it's a it's your it feels surprised. great. It works. Yeah. It weeds like like nothing. Yeah. It's good stuff. You'd be really surprised at the difference it makes. So I'll share this with folks. Um, go to ColemanandCompany.com. Try some Triton vinyl. That's what I got to leave with. Yeah, everything's in the show notes. Okay. All right, guys. Thank you very much for listening and uh, for watching us on YouTube. This has been Mark Stevenson from Coldesi and Mark Vila from Coleman. You guys have a great business. Thank you.